Welcome to the Wanderers History Podcast and to a new and first episode looking at some of the most important doges of the 16th century Venetian history, Doge Leonardo Loredan. He was the 75th doge of the Venetian Republic, a reign which started in 1501 and ended in 1521 in what was a very turbulent period in the Italian peninsula but also in the Mediterranean. Before we continue, I'd like to remind you to please hit that subscribe button and notification bell to make sure you never miss any new material from the podcast. Let us resume. Leonardo was born in 1436 in Venice, part of the influential Loredan family. The Venetians had quite a few wealthy and powerful families which gave one if not more doges such as Barbaro, Barbarigo, Mocenigo, House of Venier or Veniero. In his book entitled The Imperial Age of Venice, 1380-1580. Historian Chambers talks about the differences of status and rank within the Venetian patrician families, as in, for example, Loredan was part of the short patrician family, which rose after the 9th century. Historically speaking, the Republic of Venice is founded in 697 AD. Many older families, like the Querini family, was considered part of the true ancient nobility of Venice. Add the fact that Leonardo Loredan was married from 1461 until 1500 with Giustina Giustiniani, also came from the very wealthy Giustiniani family, uh, with strong economic connections in Genoa as well as Venice, and it's easy to understand the circumstances which allowed for Loredan to become Doge. Another important factor in that, of course, was his predecessor. Name of said predecessor was Doge Agostino Barbarigo, Doge between 1486 and 1501, which was fairly turbulent. He got Venice involved in the First Italian War in 1494, which saw the French defeat of uh, Charles VIII against an Italian coalition. Also during his doeship, Cyprus got voluntarily annexed to, the, to Venice's Mediterranean Commonwealth, the Venetian annexation of Cyprus also had to do with what happened with Catherine Cornaro or Catarina Corner, who was the last monarch of the Kingdom of Cyprus. She was the Queen Consort of Cyprus by marriage to James II of, of Cyprus, and she was regent during the minority of her son James III of Cyprus. But also she became daughter of Saint Mark, uh, which allowed for the Republic of Venice to claim control. Returning to Agostino Barbarigo, his relationship with Bayezid II and the Ottomans gradually deteriorated, which led to the Second Ottoman-Venetian War. The loss at the naval battle of Zonkyo against the Ottomans in 1499 was very important, and it destabilized the Venetians right at the turn towards the new century, the 16th century. With Loredan, who came in 1501, inheriting a war, he and Venice could not win. Venice would try to sign an armistice before admitting defeat through the peace of 1503 with the Ottomans. Modon and Coron, important trading hubs for Venice's Levantine trade, fell to the Ottomans, while Venice got hold of uh, mainly of Kefalonia, Cefalonia, whichever way you want to uh, have it pronounced. This peace with the Ottomans was necessary and very disadvantageous for the Venetians. It was a compromise which allowed for Loredan and the Venetian Senate, uh, which they had to accept because of the incursions of the Ottoman troops in Dalmatia. 
as it would become a common theme with the other two Ottoman-Venetian wars, the Venetians had to accept defeat in order to resume trade in the Levant, which was heavily dependent on peace with the Ottomans, especially after the Selim I, Ottoman Sultan, defeated the Mamluks in 1517, which allowed for the annexation of what we know today as Egypt and large parts of the Levantine territories to fall to the Ottomans. After 1503, the Venetians managed to end their conflict with the Ottomans by accepting the terms with the Sultan in the peace that we've just discussed. And as a result, they resumed their commercial cooperation, allowing them to focus more on internal matters. By early 1503, Doge Loredan and the Venetian Senate had sent a letter to Niccolo Giustinian, Venetian consul in London, stressing the tense situation in northern Italy, especially in the Romania region. The apathy of both Pope Alexander VI, uh, also known as Rodrigo Borgia, and his son, the Duke of Valentinois, was well known. And soon after the Pope's death, uh, Venice managed to take control of Faenza by conquest, which constituted the first step in Venetian expansion towards Western Italy. The Republic also obtained Rimini uh, from Pandolfo Malesta, whose family had run the city for centuries. Their hatred towards what was considered a tyrannical papacy and also due to their stage of bankruptcy uh, made them decide to willingly accept Venetian rule. This in itself was interesting because Venice did not need Rimini as it would have exceeded their revenue expenses, but still the Republic integrated Rimini in their terra ferma, which was their territories in uh, the Italian peninsula, in order to weaken their main competitors, such as the papacy, the Sforzas of Milan, and the Duke of Valentinois, who was also Cesare Borgia, whom the Doge, Doge Loredan, described as a tyrant of Italy. After the death of Pope Alexander VI, Cesare Borgia was no longer able to hold the, their family possessions in the Romania region, and Venice took full advantage of the situation by convincing the local nobility of these cities to be placed under the protection and leadership of the Venetian Republic. After the death of Pope Alexander VI, we have the very short pontificate of Pius III, which lasted only 26 days. But afterwards, there would be uh, another pope, far more radical in his approach towards Venice than his predecessors, and that was Pope Julius II. Through the secret treaty of Blois, uh, in 1504, Pope Julius II manages to convince Louis XII of France and Holy Roman Emperor Maximilian I to attack Venice, thus laying the preliminary foundations of the, war of the League of Cambrai. Paradoxically, this act had cancelled the previous mutual cooperation pact between the French and Venice at Blois in 1499. Doge Loredan recognized the need for Venice to act as a balancing power in the Italian peninsula because of what was becoming a very unstable power dynamic between the Habsburgs, both Spanish and Austrian, and then France, the papacy, issues which would relate to Milan, Naples, and other parts of Italy. 16th century Italian historian Francesco Guicciardini, author of the history of Italy, considered Venice to be the, the fixed seat of liberty, the glory of the name of Italy throughout the world. In 1505, 
the Venetian Republic tried to reach a compromise by proposing a deal to the newly instated Pope Julius II, which was a, a deal that was voted by the Venetian Senate uh, almost by unanimous decision. It was a proposal for the urban centers of Rimini and Faenza to remain under the Republic's jurisdiction, while Rome papacy would retain the rural surroundings of, the, of these regions. The Pope considered this to be very insulting and began planning a scheme to stop Venetian expansion and limit their powers, despite of the fact that Julius II had on many occasions declared that it was his duty as Pope to wage war mainly against the Ottomans. Henry VIII of England, a trustworthy ally of Venice throughout this period, had urged the Pope to reconcile the Christian powers, including Venice, and form a common front against the Ottomans. However, uh, Pope Julius II was determined to crush the Venetians by gaining two of the most powerful allies he could rely on, namely France and the Holy Roman Empire. In doing so, he baited them, offering in recompense important settlements vital for Venetian trade, such as Brescia, Verona, and Vicenza, in order to recover each one in his own right those territories which the Venetians had usurped. In essence, the spoils of victory encompassed almost all of the Venetian territories in Italy, leaving the Republic only with the lagoons and the islands in the Adriatic and the Mediterranean. The League of Cambrai had aimed to diplomatically isolate Venice, leaving the Republic to fight alone against the coalition that initially proved to be too strong. And in that respect, from 1508 onwards, it would be one of the most turbulent periods in the history of both the Venetian Republic, but also during the doeship of Leonardo Loredan. The year 1509 can be considered a landmark in the history of the Republic, as the events that occurred during that year had a long-lasting impact on Venice as a military force in Italy. By then, the Republic was fully aware that the war was not only a distinct possibility, but an imminent one. However, the difference is an attitude between the leading Venetian uh, government and the institutions reveal somewhat of an unsynchronized effort. Internally, it was not a unified front. Doge Loredan and the Senate offered uh, the Pope a deal they well knew that the Pope would not accept, while hoping for the King of England to reconcile the Pope and the Emperor. On the other hand, the Council of Ten, the Venetian Council of Ten, was far more prudent and foretold the disaster that would be the Battle of Agnadello. In a letter to the Consul in London from late January 1509, the Council tried creating a diversion by implying that the French had the intention of ruining Italy through the policies of the Cardinal of Rouen, who wanted the French king to become a master of Italy, while uh, he would become a pope, the Cardinal of Rouen, that is, gravely disrupting the existing European balance. Furthermore, the Council of Ten was not confident as the Senate or Doge Loredan in the 1503 truce with the Ottomans, as they stated that a joint war effort against Venice would simply invite the Ottomans to attack Venetian Mediterranean uh, possessions. As a result, the Council of Ten decided to try to avoid war, or at least to gain a 
potent ally in this conflict and the instructions were sent to the imperial ambassador uh, Luca de Renaldi in February 1509 to reveal Venetian intentions. They explained that the emperor should intervene because France planned to occupy Italy both secularly but also spiritually and as a result it was a matter of urgency for the safety and stability of uh, Christendom. In addition, they proposed a substantial sum of 200,000 Rhenish guilders to the emperor. In truth, Venice had to choose the lesser evil as the occupation of Milan by uh, Maximilian combined with his claim on the kingdom of Naples would have represented unwanted foreign involvement in Italy. However, the prospect of the King of France taking control of Northern Italy um, and Rome was even more alarming. In his desire to ruin the Venetian Republic, Julius II seemed to not consider the fact that both France and the Holy Roman Emperor had claims on numerous Italian territories, such as the Kingdom of Naples and Milan, which basically invited them to wage war in the Italian peninsula. By March 1509, it was clear that war would commence and the Council of Ten of Venice decided to inform the Senate about their failure to persuade the King of England to aid Venice militarily. As a result, Venice was left alone to face a coalition of France, the Holy Roman Empire and the Papacy. By the end of April, the situation had started to become critical for the Republic. The Pope had issued an excommunication bull and on May 14, 1509, the Venetians were crushed at the Battle of Agnadello. The consequences were catastrophic as the Republic could no longer defend its cities, leading to Venetian losses, mainly to the French and the Papacy. This had a grave impact on the Venetian economy as Alviano's reckless tactics had resulted in a huge military uh, expenses and Venice no longer controlled key trading centers that were part of their mainland network, such as Padova, Brescia, and Verona. The situation was so dire that Doge Loredan had to appeal to the population for young men to defend the lagoons of Venice and for the patricians to contribute financially to what was a severely depleted treasury. The war had an instant short-term impact on the Venetian Republic. After the excommunication bull and the defeat at Agnadello, foreign investors and merchants avoided Venice due to the uncertain and unstable situation the Republic was experiencing at the time. The Venetians relied on agricultural productivity from regions such as the Veneto and Lombardia and the industries from Verona, Vicenza and Padova, all cities that were lost after the Battle of Agnadello. As a result, the situation was critical, forcing the Venetian Senate and the Council of Ten to start collaborating by trying to find the money to raise an army and buy the Emperor's favor. This would be secured by either offering 200,000 florins up front or 50,000 florins annually for 10 years in return for an imperial alliance and protection, a motion which was accepted by the Senate but met with no reply from the Emperor. However, the success of the League of Cambrai proved to be its salvation and the Venetians used to say that, quote, while the roots of the Venetian state survive, the tree and fruit will spring up again, end of quote. Pope Julius II had achieved what he had desired by retaking Rimini, Faenza and the Romagna. 
But in doing so, he brought devastation to most of northern Italy. Devastation which was caused by his allies, the French, and imperial troops. Cities such as Brescia in 1512 and Vicenza in 1510 had endured grave atrocities and decided to return their allegiances to Venice. As a consequence, the papacy decided that the French had to be driven out of Italy and as a result, alliances began to shift. At this pivotal moment, Venetian diplomacy and also in part uh, the, the skill of Doge Loredan served the Republic's aims and as a result they formed an alliance with the Pope and Rome. The reasoning behind this was simple. Julius wished to annex the Duchy of Ferrara and Genoa, which were both under considerable French influence. He therefore revoked the Bull of Excommunication for the Venetians and tried to provoke the French by recognizing Ferdinand of Aragon as King of Naples, thus omitting French Angevin claims. Also, Venice received indirect help from the King of England, who advised France to cease hostilities against the Republic and the papacy. This alarmed France because the Venetians received information from their ambassador in Constantinople that the French were making great defensive preparations by creating both a new army and a fleet to guard against the eventuality of an English or imperial attack. Up until 1512, the Papal-Venetian alliance worked because the Duke of Urbino retook Modena in 1510, the Venetians recovered Brescia, and despite winning the Battle of Ravenna in 1512, the French had to retreat due to heavy casualties. However, alliances would change yet again as Venice rejoined France, basically reinstating the Treaty of Blois from 1499 and its clauses as well. An interesting consequence of this collaboration was a motion which the Venetian Senate sent in apology to the English king, reconfirming the Anglo-Venetian relations would not be affected by this, this change of circumstances. The papacy reacted swiftly and in April 1513 formed a counter-league with the emperor, excluding Venice from peace treaties, but not excommunicating them, mainly because he saw the complete removal of French troops from Italy as a priority. As a result, in May 1513, war broke out once more and the French were defeated at Novara, with the consequence that they lost control of Genoa. By this point, Niccolo Machiavelli summed up the situation in Italy, saying that by 1513 the country had been, quote, overrun by Charles, sacked by Louis, raped by Ferdinand of Aragon, and disgraced by the Swiss. End of quote. The Venetians realized that in order for France to fully commit against the empire, they needed to entice the newly instated Francis I to join efforts with Alviano, who had previously defeated an imperial army at Friuli in 1514. In this situation, the Republic's role as a balancing and deciding Italian faction can fully be observed. After the decisive victory of Marignano, Venice had most of its possessions, including the much-disputed city of Verona, restored. In return, the Venetians accepted the Treaty of Noyon in 1516, which was signed by Francis I of France and Charles V in August of 1516. This recognized 
French claims to Milan and Spanish claims to Naples and effectively remove Spain from the war. The War of the League of Cambrai was one of the defining moments of Doge Loredan's reign, a pre period of conflict and turbulence in northern Italy which lasted from 1506 to 1516, which could have ended disastrously for the Venetians had diplomacy and switching and shifting of alliances not working for them. Doge Loredan died in June 1521, leaving Venice mourning uh, after his departure. Pietro Bembo, who wrote A Great History of Venice, published in 1551, was present at the funeral. Leonardo Loredan's legacy was broad, important. He appeared in notable pieces of art, like the Allegory of Victory over the League of Cambrai by Palma il Giovane and The Triumph of Venice by Pompeo Batoni, uh, finished in 1737. Doge Loredan features heavily in both of these uh, works of art. Doge Loredan was succeeded by Antonio Grimani, whose dogeship was very brief from 1521 to until 1523. It is the dogeship of Andrea Gritti, the Fabius Maximus of Venice, according to historian Robert Finley, that I will want to look at in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Wondrous History Podcast and to this episode about Do Venetian Doge Leonardo Loredan and the history of the Venetian Republic uh, during his reign and leadership. Make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell to make sure you never miss any new material from the podcast. And until the next time, all the best. <laughs>